You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 250 of PHP Ugly, where I have to edit my podcast every week because John likes talking over me. I don't mind it at all. I love the guy. With me this week is my good friend, John Congdon. Wow, you're already settling into that uh, round table. And... Tom, right out. You do. You're getting. You're getting too comfortable. With you guys are horrible and... with this. You're horrible with this. I'm excited about PHP Roundtable. I've got to get my second roundtable going. I, I uh, I've been really super busy this month, and it wasn't really a good month for me to even do it. And I'm, I'm trying not to push myself. I'm under a lot of stress. I have a ten foot long uh, shipping container sitting in my <sighs> driveway now for to start loading up my house because we want to put our house in the market and we want to get all of our crap out of here. And I am stressed beyond anything. He, so I'm he, trying. He is so to let... he is so stressed that he spent the past five days in a winery, <laughs> in a, in a deep deep in a winery. And uh, I'm trying. I'm trying not to let PHP Roundtable uh, add to that stress. I told myself I wasn't going to let that happen, but I I, I do want to get my next uh, Roundtable going. So it's probably going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. But yes, I have returned from my from my oasis of a winery. I have a friend who, for the longest time, had been telling me that she has a small vineyard and she creates she makes her own wine. And I always hey, thought like it was. I always thought it was like, you know, people who who brew their own beer, you know, it's like, okay, you, you have some, you have some grapes and you make wine. That's, that's cool. You make a few bottles a, a year or whatever. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I thought. I get out there. It's 80 acres and she has this whole wine dispensary. She has like barrels and barrels of wine. It's like a whole business. It was the craziest thing. I, and I drank. It's like like a business, but not really a business. I drank heavily, heavily. We started we started off every morning with mimosas, and then that just bled into wine drinking, and then you just rinse and repeat the next day. It was a lot of drinking. It was good though. I did notice you're drinking water right now, which is always a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to detox a little bit. And to be completely honest, I was going to drink wine, but she's gotten me on this snob kick with my wine, and I didn't open the bottle soon enough. So I realized that I wouldn't have the wine in time to drink for the show, so I just opted not to open the wow. bottle. Wow. She has ruined drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I I took that one you gave me straight from the bottle into the glass into my mouth. It was delicious. It was not wine. a problem. No, huh? no, no decanting. No twenty minutes letting it breathe. <laughs> it was good. Well, think about think about how good it would have been if had you done that. It would have been so much better. Yeah, and the other thing about eat. this, the other thing about this is, I had zero internet. It's like it wasn't even bad internet. I had zero internet so i was forced to drink it was the only way for me to get through the day i had no other options 
Well, I'm happy you got your internet back. That would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, me too. But yeah, I'm back. I uh, getting back back online. Uh, first time in a, in a while, and, and I'm serious. I had no internet. Uh, it, it was like the most I've been offline in a long time, and I actually had to do things to catch back up for the day. Typically, I try to stay on top of everything while I'm out. And like you said, I'm trying to. We're starting. We're starting the process of selling our house. So there was the realtor had been trying to get in touch with us for the last four or five days, and oh, uh, it was yeah, just I, a I, lot of stuff. I'm just catching up. You had no internet while you were at the winery. I thought you meant today. Like I thought you were drinking all day today. No, no, no. <laughs> no while I was at the winery. No, that's, so that I spent show a looks solid a little different. Day catching up. <laughs> but I'm back, baby. I'm back. What's going on? How's everybody's week? Busy. I'll let Tom go first. Yeah, I'm prepping for my presentation for the FinTech DevCon conference in uh, in a month. When you say it like that, it sounds like it's a made-up conference. Uh, but, well, it is okay. their first year. so. Oh, okay. <laughs> it kind of is made up in the sense that it hasn't happened yet. Um, so they're not well-established like Wave PHP is. No, no. <laughs> Wave PHP does does technically have a five year history of only <laughs> of only actually happening one in in the last five years. Yeah, we're we're, um, we're the once in a decade conference. I think that's our new uh, tagline. Yeah. And besides that, you know, just keeping busy, the usual thing, uh, stressing out about uh, how much houses cost and cars cost and teenagers cost, yep. and it is yep. terrible. But it keeps me busy. <laughs> I guess. How are you, John? Well, I, I I tweeted out a teaser that if if you wanted to learn how to make a couple hundred dollars easy, you should listen to oh, tonight's right. show. Oh, I'm excited to learn about this. I wasn't kidding. If you want to make a couple hundred dollars, two to three hundred dollars pretty easily, you can. You just have to find your way to the San Diego dump and find my fucking wallet. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> I I am ninety nine percent sure. I threw my wallet away last week on the beach. God, like, it must be nice to be that rich. You're just, you just like, fuck it. I don't need this wallet anymore. <laughs> yeah. Throw this away. Uh, this one does not I, bring joy. Uh, <laughs> 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 if, if, if it doesn't bring you joy, throw it away. Right? Uh, no, I, we <laughs> were at the beach. I went and I got dinner. And on my way back, I'm carrying like two pizzas boxes and my dinner and margaritas from my wife and I. So I, and I'm in a bathing suit, so I don't have pockets. I throw my wallet and my phone into one of the bags, and I could have sworn I pulled them both out, knowing that that was a possibility. But I have not found my wallet in like a week now. No, no, <laughs> that sucks. That's horrible. How big Good of hand. a baller are you? Where you're walking around with a couple hundred bucks in your wallet? I get like six dollars on my wa- yeah. <laughs> my wallet if I'm lucky. <laughs> Jeez, my flip, my wallet man. physically rejects cash like a like opposite <laughs> ends of a magnet. I, I, like in this day and age, I, he's got he's got two hundred dollars cash on him. Come on, now you're making me feel bad. Well, like if it makes poker, you, what can I say? And if it makes you feel any credit. better, I know a guy who left his laptop at a uh, bar at an airport. Oh, so. <laughs> I've oh seen worse. <laughs> I, I, that might be four I, episodes in a row that's been brought up. <laughs> that might be a record. Going, it, going it, for a record. And, and also, 
Also, for the record, I, I know of this guy who lo- lost like two or three sets of Bose headphones as well. I don't know who that could have possibly been, but you know, there, there's a few of those floating around in airports well, all over the country. They're noise canceling. They're very hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah, Eric, I have a question uh, for you. Follower, what's that? Wait, uh, that wasn't. I don't know where you saw that at. Anyway. Um, have you seen Veritasium lately? We talked about it last week. I, I uh, what made me, what, what, what was made the me topic? What, what made me think to ask was I looked at our YouTube channel and I see you put work into, into all the thumbnails and the titles and Veritasium mm-hmm. just did a whole episode on thumbnails and titles on YouTube videos. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. No, that's weird. Uh, that, that's, they, they go, they, they go scientific on it or what? Yeah. Yep, to a point. Hmm. It was more about just the the YouTube algorithm and how YouTube started and what what's driving. And it was clickbait versus uh, different types of clickbait is what he called it. And then he came up with different words for it and hmm. how you can now go in and change thumbnails and change titles. And like once you get a big audience. So if you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube. That help us a lot because we want the big audience so we can do the scientific research yeah do it for it, science we'll, we'll do it yeah for yeah, science. yeah there you go <laughs> it, it was just about how changing the thumbnail could have this drastic change on your numbers and it was an That's interesting funny be- it's funny yeah. because i think i think the last title was the most clickbait baitest title we've ever used the uh, <laughs> php on mars i actually just created the thumbnail today and put it out there that's it too is. funny. Well, there, there the is whole thing was the comments too. Yeah. So the whole uh, title thing, where where does it lie in that clickbait range? Like, are you giving are you giving real data or real information, or are you getting them just to click on a fluff piece? Right. So it's mm-hmm. that weird. There's a real gray area in there. But anyway, it was very interesting. That's me. I got to subscribe there too. Yeah. Oh, actually, my thumbnail isn't even showing up. On the, I, uh, I just hit the hit the site. It's not showing up. I see it. I thought I saw. It. Fancy oh, little man. Unless you yeah, yeah. unless you did something different. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I, I went on another account that I had to look at it, and it didn't show up. So, whatever. That's cool. I like doing them. They're fun. I don't know. But yeah, we need to get some get some more view. We have we have comments. Last week, I guess. Hey guys, slightly mean spirited. I think not a good optic having you guys sat in your room taking the mic out of someone else's hard work. Not everyone has the same opinion as yours. Put your money—I uh, <laughs> don't know—put your money where your mouth is and give David Connolly permission to use your video. What? What is that? I have no clue. Oh, I, ass- oh, did- I assume it's talking about David- that uh, that super crazy framework that we were talking about david conley uh, uh, david conley commented too thank you for mentioning Trongate and for keeping <laughs> things graceful overall i think you successfully understood what Trongate stands for that's good for the record i love php as a language that's got a lot of likes to it too wow he wow he had a huge comment on here what was yeah. the, that what was trying that was that that was that new uh the new framework? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that that was trying about. not to use Composer and yeah, or, yeah. or PSRs or only have one version or uh, like 1.0 1. forever was one of the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are you seeing the... I'm not seeing the comments. 
It's, I'm, I'm uh, maybe two episodes I, back. Oh, it's two episodes. On two that's why. Forty. Everyone yeah. that's listening to us now is like, "Why are they talking about two episodes ago and <laughs> reading off comments?" No, nobody ever comments on our on our videos, man. It was weird. I don't even go to check it, and and yeah, there was somebody there commenting. I didn't know what to say. Uh, now I have a question for. Oh wait, he has he has a question for us though. Should we should we continue to do this live? Oh yeah, if he's got a question uh, for us, sure. Yeah, so now I have a question for you. Can I please use footage from your video on this page for when I launch the framework? Oh, yeah, sure. You can use I It's on YouTube. I, I think we have created comments on there. You're, you're more than welcome to use it. Uh, it'll give me an opportunity to respond to you perfectly, to your perfectly legitimate points <laughs> in a way that will hopefully be <clears throat> useful. Permission is hereby requested. Uh, yeah, I guess does I sound need ominous. to reply. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, sure. Uh, sorry for the late reply. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been drunk a lot lately. <laughs> so, doing this live. <laughs> we're we're commenting live. live on a past episode because we have no... There you content. go. Yeah. And also, in case it wasn't clear, it was it was mean spirited. That's why the other two people kept telling me to stop because it was getting a little mean spirited. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, there you go, David Connolly. You're yeah. more than welcome to use our our, our video as long as you, Thank you include this video where Tom is apologizing. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Don't think I apologized. <laughs> You did. You, okay. you kind of meant right. to. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you meant. Oh, in, in a weird way. Man. So, so John helped me today for, and, and he helped me because I was helping out a listener in Discord, Mike, in in our Discord. Mike actually gave me permission to use his name. Uh, Mike Page Dev is his handle in our Discord. He's been trying to get. Um, he's been using Devilbox. Been trying to get xdebug working with uh, vs code and devil box and i told him like yeah i know it works i use it all the time and then of course i go to uh, i go to use it in in php storm because i don't use vs code on the regular and it's not working and i can't get it to work <laughs> so <laughs> i have to reach out i have to reach out to john today i'm like hey man i know we did this once before but like uh, Devil Box X Debug PHP Storm not working. It took us a little while to figure figure it out, we, but we got it, it working. It did, good. and it was it was frustrating. And I got to when I'm like, didn't we just do this? <laughs> Why do we gotta do it again? Because I changed versions of PHP, and it, it, I think that helped actually. Because I went back to the old version, and we're using or I'm using X Debug three, so that. All, like there are certain settings that change, so we get it working in PHP Storm. I'm like, all right, well, let me see if I can get it working in VS Code. And John hung around, and VS Code was like harder than PHP Storm to get working. I don't understand. It, it, the way we P- got it working was so complete luck. PHP Storm was easy. It was getting Double Box configured correctly, getting all the right, right. XDebug settings. Yeah, because within Docker, you need to on Mac. It's nice because there's a DNS point back to your host where on Linux there's, there isn't, you need to know your IP address. And so there's that and a couple other settings. And then PHP storm has a nice mapping section to map the remote to your local directory structure. So when PHP says, Hey, we are debugging slash shared slash whatever index.php, it needs to map to your local file system in VS code. 
there is no nice UI settings thing. It's all JSON based and it wasn't there by default. We had to go search the internet to find it. And what, and what you have to add actually doesn't like, it's not intuitive. Like the, we, we had actually had it configured, but I had, I had hard, hard coded my paths. So like in PHP storm, you code in the path on the Docker container where the files are, and then you code in the path on your local system where the files are. And for whatever reason, that didn't work. But we were we were Googling around, and I found where somebody had used um, a shortcut basically saying, or hey, variable. this project, yeah, variable, which was basically saying, hey, this project right here. And we swapped that out, and it, it started working. It was weird right. because... I knew something was right because when we ran it, the the debug breakpoints would trigger, but they wouldn't show anything. They would just say, uh, uh, "What was it? In, Unvalidated in something like point? invalid, invalid breakpoint, or, or something unable like to that. confirm breakpoint, or something like huh. that." So we knew that it was seeing the breakpoint, but for, but for whatever reason, it wasn't catching it. It wasn't it wasn't doing what, what it was supposed to do. It just ran through the code. So once we did that, everything everything worked smooth. Very Unverified breakpoint is what it was. Unverified breakpoint, yeah. So yeah, got that working in VS Code, and uh, happy learning. Well, things. I'll, I'll be having. I need I'll be to having get my. That, um, uh, I need to get my engine set up. I'll be having that same experience pretty soon because I'm getting Xdebug installed on my Docker images. Uh, I would do it myself, but. It has to go through DevOps, so you know they're working on other stuff. <laughs> you realize the you realize the containers are local. You can jump in there and install whatever the hell you want. I was yeah. about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> just don't rules. put it in your. Just don't add it to your repo. <laughs> nah, I gotta follow the rules. <laughs> you and the rules. Well, it's this the finance tech stuff. They take. I'm, the I'm sorry. I very seriously. I, I want to backtrack a little bit. The Veritas. Uh, what's it called Veritas? Veritasium. 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 With the thumbnails, did they happen just by chance? Did they happen to touch on the science between by adding like um, arrows and circles? Like I always see videos where there's always like an arrow pointing to something or there's a circle there, but it's like there, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just like it seems to be like a random arrow or a random circle. Nah. I, I, I don't uh, think so. I think, I think anything is... It's just to be visually catching and make you it, want to click gotcha. on it. Yeah. Also, the thumbnails I mean, that, are evaluated. End of day, that's what it is. It's you gotta be the the thumbnails are evaluated by an AI bot that does facial recognition and like selling points that it that it has recognized. So it actually does register in their system as meaning something. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I- mess around with our thumbnails. Throw some arrows in there and see what happens. <laughs> Just put a bunch of we, we might get an extra five subscribers by by next week. <laughs> that would that would oh, be and if we boy. could manage to get five more subscribers than normal, the percentage that that would represent would be an incredible bone. Like we could sell that technique if you got five percent end over end. <laughs> well, I think that's nice of you to think that five new subscribers would be five percent to us. <laughs> That's assuming we have a hundred subscribers now. I thought we I did. Know we got more than that. We got a few. We do, we do. We do. I remember when we did it though. It was it was way more fun when we did it. You know who's got uh, lots of subscribers? Life. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. 
You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built HoneyBadger. It's easy to install HoneyBadger in your backend applications and front-end JavaScript. It only takes a few minutes of configuration and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates. And we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger, where the monitoring tool for web developers would rather be, well, developing. Thank you, HoneyBadger. Thank you, HoneyBadger. 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 Was that where you were going with that, Tom? Because so I was much. just I just yell at Honey Badger now, <laughs> just randomly that, that, all the time. Yeah, you're you're pretty. You, well, you've been <laughs> yeah, I, you've been I like just, freezing up. You've been phasing. It's like weird, huh? Yeah, I scream out you, Honey Badger all the time now because I, I enjoy them. For the record, we have 400 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. No, nice. Tom, See, I know you're trying five percent. I know you're trying to get a sentence out. <laughs> That's all right. I don't want to. <laughs> I just want to talk about how crappy today was because today uh phone burner does releases on wednesday night and i'm on call thursday morning plus they released a big feature of mine last night that of course you know nothing ever works right especially if it's my code <laughs> i i think it was seven hotfix prs had to go live today just fighting different fires and it was wow. so frustrating anywhere from just bad logic or assuming an update to the database was being made and it wasn't, it was just a very stressful day, especially when you have people in customer service. Like I, I now have at least two reports of this and this isn't working. And it's like, I just wanted to scream and like, can we just revert and be done with this? Cause I'm going to freak out here. I had a very similar thing happen to me this week. Actually, I felt super bad because, uh, I, I come back. Uh, so what? The, I, I came back on Wednesday. So yesterday, right? Today's Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So my first yeah. day back was was yesterday, and I'm having I'm I'm addressing a bunch of little issues here and there, and the one client, uh, one of the clients I where I work on it, uh, he calls me up. Why am I feeling water drip on me? Hold up. This could be bad. I'm trying to sell this house. And I'm feeling water drip on me. Hold on. Well, don't advertise that fact. Is it raining outside, John? I don't know. Is it raining? I don't know. It's raining inside. Huh. I, I'm in That's a closet. <laughs> Maybe I'm spitting a lot when I talk. I don't know. I, uh, COVID is attacking me. But yeah, this this client calls and says, hey, you know, we're trying to use this CMS you, you built. I, I made it. I did it myself. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's broken. You know, all we're getting are 500s. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm not the best developer, but I'm pretty sure I, it was working when I committed the uh, code. So we're looking at it. 
And there was a couple things going on. Um, one was Nova wasn't wasn't displaying the images, which I'd had this problem in the past where uh, when you use an AWS, you have to make sure you assign the temporary URL to display the image and this and that. So when he when he said that, I'm like, okay, you know, I kind of know what's going on there, but I also know that. Nova is uploading the image. So the image is actually there and it should display on the front end. So the back end, the, the Nova interface won't display it, but it should be displaying on the front end because I coded that front end. And they're like, no, all we're getting is 500 errors. I'm like, son of a bitch. And so I'm checking it out. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, the, the, it's a red herring. It's, it, you know, they, they kept going back to Nova. I'm like, don't worry about the Nova stuff. That's a red herring. It's a false flag. There's another problem somewhere else. And I'm like, hey, why does this keep redirecting to tracking? Like, why does it keep re- redirecting to this URL? They're like, don't worry about that. That's something we're doing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to worry about it because it's like code I didn't do. And then you're telling me it doesn't work. And then like a couple of seconds later, the guy types, let me check something out. Okay, I got it fixed. <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. Just, just get the images displaying. I'm like, all right. Code wasn't as bad as I thought. I, I still don't know what was wrong with it. They were doing some sort of redirect. Like, I, I guess they were trying to track the people using the new CMS or something. They were doing some redirect. But, yeah. And I, I honestly don't know why that was starting to 500. It didn't look like it was that complicated. But, yeah. They were redirecting to the wrong URL. They fixed the URL they were redirecting to, fixed it, and then it came back to where it was supposed to be. That could very well be possible. Cat sleeping on the router. Uh, Tom, you are frozen again. (laughs) Are you serious? We have we have the 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 cat the cat five issue again. No. Tom, your internet is horrible. I don't know how that's possible. I'm not doing anything. You you just you just you just broke in and just said cat sleeping on the router. Hey. Whoop, and he's gone. Hey. We may not be streaming anymore. He's back. How's that? That's, That's fine. Fine. Are we still streaming? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> see if sharing my screen is what's causing all of this chaos. I thought you were supposed to work on that, man. I thought, I thought I you were going to start using I two uh, systems. I'm supposed to. Come on, man. I have a list of things I'm supposed to do. I guess that's what lists are. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the point. Yeah. Little reminders of things you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I, I'm hogging the show, Tom. Well, no, you've I been, you've think been, I have been this you've time. been AWOL, Eric. You've been without internet, so I'm not sure if you've read the latest uh, PHP annotated from JetBrains. Did you get a chance to peruse it? Oh, I, I did. I, well, I, I, so, uh, Dimitri, I think it is, uh, tweeted uh, about PHP Roundtable. Is that where you're going? Yes. A, a specifically cheered yeah. out you on their, on their newsletter and said, congratulations to Eric for taking over PHP Roundtable. I thought that was very nice. I noticed that. Aww, uh, I know. That's nice. I noticed that PHP Ugly actually no longer getting mentioned in the PHP annotated. I was going to say that. But, uh, I was going to bring that up. Transition to leaving PHP ugly and just going completely over to Roundtable is going smoothly. We'll miss you. It says, and let's 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 be clear about the little blurb because it, it, it's it's an epic little blurb. It says the return of the legendary PHP podcast. 
PHP roundtable, you know? So it's like, I, this is what I was telling Sammy. I'm like, Sammy, I don't think you understand how much people love PHP roundtable. I was more than happy to, to, to take it off his hands, but I really think people want to hear, you know, like they want Sammy K in PHP roundtable. But I, I was, I was really kind of saying, I'm like, man, you, I don't think you understand how much people in the community miss PHP Roundtable. He's like, no, as, I do understand. That's why I want you to do it. I as just, someone who's made... Yeah, I, I uh, just don't want to do it. As someone who's made hundreds of episodes of a podcast, let me tell you, they really like your podcast much more than ours. <laughs> exactly. As hard as... Okay, so I just said... I just I just mentioned how PHP Ugly has... Uh, we, this is episode 240. We had, we've been doing this for over five years now, I think. And we had 400 people, did I say? Four, on 400 Twitter? subscribers, yeah. PHP Roundtable, who hasn't, until I, until we brought, brought it back recently, hadn't published in over two years, has over 2,000 subscribers on with YouTube. With only 80 some episodes. With only, with only 82 episodes. So yeah. People like PHP Roundtable. It's stressing me out. It's like I have a quality show now. I have to do something about it. Oscar. Not to say that uh, PHP Architect is a quality show, but uh, yeah, I need to. Uh... What do you guys want to see? All right, listen. Here's here's the question of the day. Discord. If you're in Discord, Discord.phpugly.com. Come participate. What do you want to see on Roundtable? Like. I have a couple options. I can what do you want here. to see on this show to get you to subscribe? People don't really, care. I'll do this anything. is what they want to see. This is. <laughs> I might take you up on that. You heard. You heard about OnlyFans, right? OnlyFans is no oh, longer. They're, they're removing porn. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I did Only hear that OnlyFans was porn. going out of what business. What is OnlyFans? Nothing. Don't worry about so, it. So, uh, well, see. John had uh, John Jesus. Uh, Tom had this little side hustle where he uh, he did an OnlyFans page called the Nude the Nude Developer, and uh, people would uh, pay him to watch him code in nothing but his uh, his birthday suit. So, but uh, no, OnlyFans was like a paid pay subscription Twitter sort of platform. So you would pay to subscribe to follow people on OnlyFans and they did things a lot they were very risque like you know just a lot of nudity and I guess I guess it it escalated to more than just nudity but like there started to just be I guess straight up porn on OnlyFans so you would follow certain feeds on OnlyFans and you'd get this feed of whatever how many and I feeds guess, did you oh, follow Listen, you know, not all of us. There's a reason why I don't have two hundred dollars in my wallet to carry around. Okay, I like to watch Tom code naked. I, you know, hey, judge a man if you want. But uh, but yeah, they uh, they said no more porn, which I'm not sure what that means. Like supposedly, like the the more risque uh, accounts where people are nude is okay, but no porn. Yeah, like boudoir stuff is okay, but not. Uh just straight up sex stuff how did we transition to this story i don't even, don't even know how that, yeah, how that happened we were actually talking about something more valid and i forget what it was now <laughs> what we were talking about before we came over here i don't know it was like it was like this weird right turn like how did we end up over here see this this oh php roundtable what do people want to see on php roundtable jesus christ <laughs> how did we end up in porn and... yes what is wrong we... with you tom <laughs> <laughs> So 
so I have a couple. I have a couple of approaches. So initially, what I'm doing mm-hmm. is I'm doing roundtables of of people with a common interest who who you know we we can get a range of of discussion points. So you know, I have a Laravel one coming up where I'm trying to get like a you know a lot of the Laravel um, uh, top dogs on. And I have, uh, I was thinking about doing one for PHP podcasters because there are a few of us. And I, you know, I, I thought it would be fun just to get all the PHP podcasters together and talk about, you know, why we do this, what the goal of our podcast is, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of give each other shit uh, about, you know, who's better and who's worse and who's got more followers, you know, just like a fun little thing. But, but somebody also brought up, um, like, they would like to see roundtables that, like, talk about, uh, the um, the benefit of uh, Active Directory, like some people who who use Active Direct, um, active, active Record, record. yeah, Active mm-hmm. Record, as in in people who use Docker, and in like have these roundtables of different viewpoints of of you know workflows and patterns within PHP, and try to get you know a, a, a nice little civil conversation around the pros and cons. I've got people that would probably jump on that episode if you want to do that one. Okay, all right. I know. But, but I know. I'm asking you guys, and I'm asking everybody in Discord. Uh, what do you? I mean, is that what you want to see? Like, do you want to see? Do you want to see like one topic where everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this is why we love this, you know, Drupal. This is why we love Drupal," and everybody talking about Drupal, or would you rather see like different a uh, roundtable of different you know CMSs and you know Drupal over here, WordPress, or you know whatever else we have out there? What not not that we're trying to create drama. I'm definitely not me. Come on, I'm not. A, I don't try to stir the pot. But just what what would you be looking for uh, when you listen to PHP Roundtable? I mean, not don't would, everybody answer at once. I would maximize conflict, like do a Real Housewives <laughs> of PHP. <laughs> I guess that's okay. that's why I wasn't given that's the fair. offer to that. I wasn't given the offer to run it for probably that specific reason. <laughs> PHP. We're getting uh, we're getting PHP Fight Club in Discord. Uh, I'd, uh, Kevin is uh, I'd all for. I'm assuming I'm all for dev drama. Dev drama, Real Housewives. There we go. I mean, Lottery. that's that's a Laravel mm. versus that other framework we just talked about that we gave Connolly permission to use our content for. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. I mean, that's what There's this podcast is, there. isn't it? Isn't this the 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 PHP drama yeah. podcast? Yeah. We 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 just pull the trigger and the and the grenade and just lay it in the middle of the table. Then we end our podcast. We just let everybody <laughs> else take care of it after that. Now that's why our table's not round. I mean, I I got things I want to do. Like I want to do the I want to do a, a, a yearly internals meet roundtable where we have internals. I think uh, Sarah had a fantastic idea of trying to time it where RFCs are, are you know like RFCs need to start to get voted on. So let's get like a bunch of RFC people in a roundtable and talk about the RFCs they. they want to pitch for the next release and things like that. So I definitely want to do that one. I think that's a perfect, perfect use of Roundtable. Yeah, and it's I not know, man. It's not generics. We're not going to talk about generics anymore ever again. It's off. <laughs> that's off the table. That's fine. Unless you use PHP Storm. Right. Well, I mean... Just just saying. Or I, I believe that the extension for VS Code is out now as well. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, the every, you know, we we talked a couple of weeks ago about the generics and how uh, Nikita Popov basically said, "Here's the two ways of doing it. Neither of them is ever, ever going to happen because they're too there's too many issues around them." And now everything I read links to that mm-hmm. that statement by Nikita that basically says, "Generics are done. Don't worry about it. It's not going to happen. It's not it's not worth talking about anymore." Nikita proved why it can't be done. <laughs> End of story. So it's very fascinating. Yeah, some somebody I'm sure somebody will come along and make it happen one day. We were talking, I think it was last week about salaries, wasn't it? Where we're talking about how how to pay people. Yeah, we were talking about locales. Yeah, mm-hmm. paying people who worked in different locations unfairly and that kind of thing. I think that's what yeah, we're talking. So about. we had somebody in, in Discord, surreal pineapple in Discord asked, um, "What is the average salary for PHP, Laravel, and Vue dev in the U.S. who has ten to twelve years of total coding experience? They are from Australia, and they feel like the U.S. average is way above the uh, the Aussie average. And again, that the the average across the U.S. is hard because you've got places where somebody making sixty, seventy thousand dollars is a lot of money, where in other places you can't even live on that. Mm-hmm. So you can't really take the US average, right? Yeah, I kind of. I mean Australia has specific uh traits. Um it's it's very physically close to a lot of the less expensive countries to develop software in. So a lot of Australian companies will offshore because they can manage it easier. Um, and how do you know that? Like what I've read it. I, I'm serious. Like you've looked, you've looked into Australian companies and yeah, not, not very recently, but, uh, I've, I've looked into it quite, a, quite a while ago. It's, hmm. I will, yeah, I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just curious on, on how you learn yeah. something like that. Australia has a lot of very, very strict rules, um, for employee employer stuff, uh, a lot of software development for video games that they'd like to do in Australia, they just can't. You can't really develop video games in Australia in any way. And I read a lot about video game development, so get a lot of stuff from there. Hmm. Interesting. Um, did, did he happen to mention what the rate is in Australia? He did. No. I don't know if it's he or she. That's why they did not mention that. Um, off the top of my oh, head, 10 to 12 years experience for a PHP Laravel and Vue, I would assume you're near six figures yeah i would assume 80 to 100 i don't have anything to base yeah that's where i was thinking but i don't have any more information like just because you have 10 to 12 years that doesn't mean you're good or bad yeah i've got 20 some years experience and i opened eight hot fix prs today (laughs) 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 if that tells you anything god the horrible oh, God, thing I'm is that so reminds I, me I, I have a hot fix Added PR. to our Trello board on the show. Couldn't have been too hot. I, uh, I was going to say, hot fix means it's got to go now. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I just remembered I got a, a message as, about as it earlier. As link is shared, it, it says coming in hot. So I saw that. I'm like, hey, how, how'd that happen? Yeah, uh, so I just, shared a, I just shared a link in our Discord that breaks down. I, I don't know how current this is. This might not be current. I just did a quick Google search on it. So who knows? But... According to this, uh, yeah, um, uh, the U.S. is around 81K a year for PHP developers. Australia is around 73. So, yeah, it is it is trailing a little bit behind the, behind the U.S. But, uh, again, you got to take in the cost of living. How much does it how much does it cost to live in Australia compared to you know, some of these places here in the U.S.? Um, 
Yeah. You know, that, that conversation really stuck with me a lot this week. Like, I don't know if he did enough justice. I, I, I don't want to rehash it, but I really don't. I don't think we came to a, a solid conclusion. Like there was the there was the one kind of argument of you're you're paying for the work they're doing, and so it should be the same no matter where you live. And I get that argument, but the problem is like some of some of these pay scales are based on locale. So saying, oh well, I'm not going to pay you based on locale anymore. I'm going to pay you you know whatever the market value is on average in the U.S. You know, all of a sudden you've got people living in areas where I was like, well, you know, I have the talent and this is where I live and I can't work with you anymore because you're not going to pay me enough. I don't know, man. I, I struggle. I'm still struggling with that conversation that we had last week about it, about, you know, whether or not locale factors into that salary at all. At all. And I don't see how it doesn't. I mean, I just don't. I think it does when you're hiring. It doesn't when you're switching from one thing to another. When you're switching from people working in your office to working remote, I don't think you can take. I don't think you should. You can, obviously. I don't think you should change somebody's pay at that point. Hmm. Yeah, but how can but you be like, sure they're not working two jobs? Yeah, I saw that come up, too. Where did, where did you see that at? <laughs> Uh, this showed up in our Discord. I mean, it, it showed up all over the place today, but uh, it, it showed up in our Discord. Someone was saying, uh, "Guy, I don't, I don't know what." Uh, let me find I, it. I mean, honestly, as you're looking for it, honestly, I don't care if you're working two jobs as long as long as I'm setting goals for you with my company, and you're achieving those goals, and you're available when I expect you to be available. I don't know why I care, except for I, I would be concerned about your personal health, like you would be working too hard or burning yourself out or or something. But you know, but if, I I, who, I think this goes back to work from home being a concern for employers in general. It's how do I know that but, the person that is supposed to be at home is sitting and doing what they're supposed to be doing and not doing dishes or vacuuming or working a second job? And Again, by, by tracking their work, by, by making mm-hmm. sure they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, who, yeah, I, I, I know today, I, I know today of people who work uh, on site who do side hustles all the time. So when they're not on site, they're doing their side hustle. Yeah, they don't care as long as they're on site when they're supposed well, to be on site and they're doing what they're supposed to do when they're, when they're supposed to do it. For you guys, that's kind of what you do. I mean, as a consulting firm that, that does, uh, you know, pay for uh, uh, maintenance, what's that called? Retainer. As a, as a consulting mm-hmm. firm that handles retainers, you're always working multiple jobs and profiting them off of, off of all of them simultaneously. But for somebody like me who's like, dedicated to one code base and one job if they found out that i was actually working for multiple companies they'd be upset but it's a why? little bit different in i mean you're to eric's point we are we have goals and, and things we need to achieve and if we don't we're we're not going to be there right right, right. so little different see but for for me my goal is to get as much done as i can in the amount of time i have in a day for my company so if i'm splitting that up if i'm capable of working two jobs then i'm not doing what they're paying me to do i i, I think i think the different what what's different here is the idea of double dipping like you're working at one job but but charging the other job at the same time. I think that is an issue. But like people working two jobs, especially in the States, is my wife works two jobs. 
Well, sure. She no, had, I think has... yeah. What they're what they're talking. So this is a, a an article from the Wall Street Journal, and I believe what they're talking about is working two nine to five jobs. So that that's different. Yeah. So they're they're reporting in to work at the same time for both jobs, and then leaving at the same time for both jobs. They're just not telling the other jobs about each other. Yes. Yeah. See, again, I I I think. Part of that falls on the companies. I mean, you've got to you've got to be tracking people. You've 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 got to be setting goals. You've got to. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it could happen. I'm, I'm sure it's happened with us, but I, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard for me. Hard for me to understand that that argument because if if one of our people they're working two jobs and I don't notice it because this has happened and I have noticed. And we've had a conversation about it, but if if they're working two jobs and I'm not noticing it, then there's something wrong with my how I'm managing that 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 person because they're obviously not delivering, they're not available, and I you know it's not impacting anything. Like I don't know, man. It, I don't know. I get, I get what's being said, and, and yes, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't double dip. You shouldn't be working at two companies at the same time and charging both of them for the same hours. Like every hour you charge company A should not be an hour you're charging company B. Regardless of how you work two jobs, whether it's nine to five here, six to 10 there, or you work two hours in the morning here, two hours here, then you come back two hours. However you do it, you, you have to have the integrity to do it correctly. But uh, what yeah, if I'm writing I mean, an, if, open if source app, an open source library that both companies can use? And I, I think that's valid, right? Well, just just working on open source in general. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, but working on open source in general, this is something more companies should encourage. They should be paying employees to work on open source stuff because they're going to benefit from it in some way. Even if they don't use that open source product directly, if they have uh, an employee who, who's bettering themselves working on open source, they should consider giving that employee a couple hours a week or a couple a hour a day or to work on that open source project. But again, it comes what back to, if, to. <laughs> this is very true. I need to stop talking. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it's an interesting article. I'm sure it's paywalled. So I'm never going to read it, but yeah, cause it's wall street journal. Yeah. But I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if you search for it on Reddit, you can get the whole article, mm-hmm. you know, also, a morally gray area, not really. <laughs> nope, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's an interesting. It's been speculated for a long time that software developers could do this, or they could actually outsource their job to somebody else and have multiple jobs where they just end up outsourcing all of their jobs. Mm-hmm. If um, you're a contractor, you definitely can. Yeah, I mean, if you're a contractor, that's the definition of what you do, right? Um. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. It's <laughs> these sort of they're sort of casting these people as being disenfranchised and taking advantage of a system that is taking advantage of them. And I'm not sure how getting paid a lot of money to write software is that much of being taken advantage of. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I saw some demos of the uh, the GitHub AI that. Oh, have you? That yeah, definitely looked like it was going to put uh, put programmers to shame. Really? Interesting. Yeah. From the from the people, I, if we're talking about the same thing, I, 
seen people talking about it. It's not that great. Copilot, I assume is what we're talking about. Code pilot? Code, uh, pilot, yeah, pilot. Code, code? I don't know. I uh, think so. Like, there, there were some some goodness in it if you were doing very crud like applications because it's you're typing the same crap over and over again but when it came to other stuff it wasn't very good i saw somebody teasing a uh a game of asteroids that was developed using using ai so when you when you said you've seen you've seen it in use are you just talking about youtube videos or does do you know somebody who has it I'm just talking about YouTube videos. Ah, gotcha. Okay. But see, now Links I can't. Links didn't happen. <clears throat> yeah, now I can't find the reference, so it just never happened. <laughs> or you made it up. I might have. <clears throat> I've been having a lot of nightmares lately. It's very easy that a, <laughs> a a software engine that can completely replace me is a nightmare I would have. <laughs> now I've got okay, all that free time s- to raise teenagers. It's great. Since I have my uh, PHP brain trust here, and I am clearly talking about the people in discord and not you too. Uh, did you guys happen to see the tweet I responded to, to Alex Wolf on, um, he, he did a Twitter poll on whether people prefer, uh, route files or annotations to handle like the symphony annotations to handle routes and people overwhelmingly said route route file and i i agree with that i i'm definitely a route yeah. file person but my question was and i and i tweeted uh this out nobody really responded was is is there some perceived benefit to using uh putting the routes in the annotation of a controller that i'm missing because i i really i i have trouble understanding like what the what the benefit with the exception of maybe if you're in that controller, you can see how you got there because the route is right there. But I don't know. I, I don't understand what other benefit could possibly be there. Does anybody have any theories there? I don't because it seems like <clears throat> then your routes are spread out everywhere. And it would be annoying right. to find. I agree. But, I agree. I so this is a... This is an old method of handling routes in Symphony, is it not? Mm-hmm. Well, the Symphony is where I I know of it from. It might be other places, but I know of it from yeah. Symphony. And I believe that doing it in annotations made it easier for the IDE to understand what the route was doing. Um, so back to that whole IDE thing. Yeah. So I think I think there were IDE plugins for Symphony that would like let you jump to a route or jump to a route definition from somewhere that you were trying to call the route. And so Mm -hmm. you could sort of surf your code through its routes instead of having them all in one place where they were just, it was just a clump of text. Um, But I I can't really think of any reason why I would prefer an annotation instead of route files. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely not a trick question. I I can't think of any, especially with route groups. Laravel has route groups Mm -hmm. that you can like apply middleware policies to, or mm-hmm. uh, or model autofilling things like that of uh, validations. So like with that, you can't you can't even close to achieve what a Laravel does with that stuff in an annotation. Hmm. Were you gonna ask something, John? No, I was gonna move on to. Do either of you use Swift Mailer? I don't think so. The the no. library. See, no, I've been I using that in a very long time. I've been using it for years. I've written. I actually have an open source transport plug-in written for it and find out today that symphony is killing swift mailer completely <laughs> like no nope, no more support for it it's going away well let's be clear what symphony are they... is not killing it 
Fabian Potentier is killing it. It is a person with a yeah. knife. <laughs> stabbing it. Stabbing it to death. Tom, Tom, Tom is there, do you not like Fabian or something? I'll let Fabian no, know. I, do, I love I, it. You know. I love him. Love him. Just uh you know, everyone has their what, everyone has their clouds. But it's coming what, to what, end, what is, like it it was just announced today and it's end of life end of maintenance, end of November. So it's only a few months away. And it's like not that it's been updated often. I don't think I pull in updates that often. And they they have a symphony mailer library now, which I assuming I could use. I, I was gonna ask things. is is that the recommended replacement is to go to the symphony mailer class? Yeah. I haven't done enough research. I saw this, I read through that part where it was done, and I was like, no. But then today <laughs> I've been the hot fix opening hot fixes left and right, so I haven't had a chance to do any research. He he basically says Symphony Mailer could have been called Swift Mailer Seven, um, because that's where the work for it started. So it, Symphony Mailer really is the continuation of Swift Mailer. Gotcha. It's just, it's I'm wondering a, if my plugin will continue to work with it. No. And we'll find out. Not, not based on all the hot fixes you had to do today. That's all. Hey, we have a new Patreon supporter. Patreon. Did, did you know this? Patreon. Uh, Robert. Uh, we have a new Robert. I think we already have a Robert on there, actually. But yes, we have a Sweet. new Robert Patreon supporter. Should be coming up here. You requ- As always, you thank you, Honey Badger. Me. You requested my remove last names. Because you didn't know if people would want their names associated with our podcast. So now we have the obvious problem of two Roberts. I don't know if we have two Roberts or not, but yeah. Yes, we do. And you don't... I I do this for you now. You you haven't updated this list since like the first day. Talking about... It's it's difficult. I have two jobs. Yeah, Caleb. We will be getting your name off of there. You know why, too, mister. Oh, there he is, Robert. Thank you, Robert. New Patreon member. You missed Thank it. Thank you, Robert. It was on there. And everybody else on yeah. this list. Who supports us. We do appreciate Except for the it. one person we left down there. Well, now, sure no. See, now that he's asking his name be removed, we have the chance to charge him for that privilege. <laughs> it's like those It's like those mugshot blackmail sites. <laughs> Just, it's $2 to get your name added, and it's $100 to get it taken off. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, Tom, uh, Tom John, yes. do we have packages Eric? going out? You've been gone. I told you I needed to talk to you about that, so we'll okay. do that later. He's out of tape. I, I took you. Uh, I took you the that wine, and I, I forgot to get uh, my roundtable stickers from you. I wanted to get some oh, roundtable yeah, stickers did. from you. Crap. Oh, well. To be fair, I forgot to it, give them to you. Yeah, and, and to be fair, that's why that's why we held on shipping out the. PHP ugly packages because we wanted to give everybody rounds rounds. We wanted to give you stickers of a podcast that actually mattered. So uh <laughs> we, we wanted round tail stickers. Now featured on PHP annotated. You, so I, I wanted to give people I, a chance to cancel their their Patreon support so I didn't have to send it out. How 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 crappy would it be if I started cross promoting round table and ugly? First off if you didn't we catch it, we're doing it already. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm not sure. What, no, I, 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 I mean, like, like linking the two. So last week, there's nothing wrong with that. By by total mistake, I accidentally published the the uh, Mars uh, PHP on Mars 
uh, audio podcast to PHP Roundtable because <laughs> I have it all on Simplecast. And, and I published it, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, episode 82, episode 249. What the hell just happened? And I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, wrong stream. And I had to pull it down and, and, and move it over. But, you know, I don't know. I've been thinking like like on the YouTube channels for uh, for PHP Ugly, you know, you as the video ends, you can link to other channels. I was thinking about adding Roundtable there. And then doing the same thing on Roundtable as the video ended, linking to Ugly. But maybe, maybe let's go old school. Let's just start a whole PHP podcast web ring. How about we do that? Let's do a web ring. This is what I was saying specifically about the Discord channel. And you were like, oh, you can't do that. Uh, We're not going to try to bring in other incorporated podcasts into ours. Right. I stand by that. I know the dog stand, agrees with me. I, I'm with I'm with the dog. The dog wants. To yeah, the cat. I, I think if something like that were to happen, that should be on like maybe PHP Architect or 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 uh, or uh, what's uh, Cal Evans PHP Podcast. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think PHP Ugly and and then having everybody go to different podcasts and PHP Ugly. I don't know. Maybe PHP Roundtable is the right vessel for that. Maybe I do PHP Roundtable Discord and then create uh, channels for all the other podcasts in there. Oh, you could do know. it like uh, do it like the shampoo companies. We could just be a, a PHP Ugly production and everything could be under the, the Uggos brand. The Ugly production, Uggos, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't... PHP Ugly has always been very personal to me. Like, it's been, like, I don't know. It's it's always been very personal to me. Like, I, I, I don't like sharing it in... I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a good brand to share. Like not. I don't. Not like I have a lot of people asking to share PHP Ugly, but yeah. Except for Conley. Conley's asking to share. Except for Conley. Yeah. Do you guys? Uh, uh, I'll do you figure guys it still out. Have any crypto? Oh yeah. It's not on the. Nope. Uh, yeah. Not on the Poly Network, is it? I don't know where the hell it is. I can tell you. I can tell you where it's at though, if you're interested. Um, Let's not do that because this story is about the biggest crypto heist so far. Oh dear God! Uh, this didn't, can't be right. Didn't cover it last week because things were sort of up in the air with the story still. But uh, uh, there was a, a hacker that managed to steal six hundred and ten million dollars in cryptocurrency from a decentralized finance exchange. That is super not good. Mm, it um, is for them. Well, oddly enough, the Poly Network, the network that got compromised sent out an email or a, a, a sort of a public message saying, hey, you got us, totally exploited our system, um, but please give us the money back. <laughs> and they did. What? What? They gave back three, so okay, far, I- they gave back 320 million of the 610 million that was stolen. I shit you not. What? Mm. Now you're making things up. No, I'm, I absolutely not. Uh, so they, uh, as of August 12th, 342 million was returned with 268 million in Ethereum still missing. Um, so what did they do? They they had communication with this hacker and this hacker said, hey, you know, this was always about security, not profiteering. So like, I'll give you back as much as I can give you back. And they're calling him Mr. White Hat and they're offering him a job and a bug bounty. 
and they've launched a bug bounty program with this as their example, and it's crazy. But I mean, like, yeah. he's he's still got two hundred sixty eight million dollars. What do you you know? He's coming out of this pretty well. I, I really, he I really need to doesn't give it all back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, that, I'm baffled. What was that, John? I was asking what you said. I said I really need to be rich. This whole about to buy a house, of course you do. It's terrifying. I can't. In San I can't Diego. even. And I had to go through. So we're we're doing the finance part right right now. And there's always that. Like they're like, "What do you do?" Well, yeah, I have a development studio. We we do web development. Uh, you own your own business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a web. Yeah. Okay. So you you work for yourself? Well, yeah. But you know, I own own a business. Yeah, sure, you own a business. It's like it's like the hip way of saying you're unemployed now. Yeah. It's like yeah, I own, these I own candles my own sell themselves. Group. Okay. <laughs> no. Like, no, really? I okay, how long have you owned your business? It's like, would you stop air quoting that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, I I I went through this shortly after we started the business, and to get financing you have to have two years of business tax returns that we didn't have at the time. Yep. Mm. So you you're you at least we have the, the business history. So yeah. I can, I can do it. Be for, a hell of I can do easier. it for three months. You give me three months of bank statements. I can get you a loan. Are you offering? No, I'm just saying that. Literally, that's what I do for a living now. <laughs> Small business loans. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that that whole going through uh, and so much information they need, like every, like you're literally just exposing everything about you. Like it's so weird, man. I, I I'm very uncomfortable with this process. It is weird. I will. We we do uh, connections through a system called Plaid. Uh-huh. That, they just changed their whole API lately. Really? Recently. Ugh. Well, I mean, I say that I've had to update my account on numerous sites because Plaid changed something. Okay. Yeah. So we use. Plaid. I, thought, I, thought, I thought Plaid was just a processor, though. No. Are they not a processor? What we use Plaid okay. for is for fetching bank account data so you mm-hmm. link your bank account to plaid and plaid sends us all of your bank statements for the last 12 months or whatever gotcha. and we, gotcha. and we take all those statements and we send them to another company that says hey here's where they're negative here's where they're positive here's what their income trend looks like and then we take that information and send it to another company that says yes this business is a real business they've existed for this long the photo of the the license photo that you have is not the actual owner so don't give them a loan Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting the way we we take this data and sort of paste it all over the place and get lender information Mm -hmm. i don't like it it's interesting i don't i don't i definitely wouldn't like it if i weren't doing it for like a company that i owned or something like that but i could totally understand like getting a loan for a company they're gonna want to have some like idea of what your income and stuff looks like mm-hmm. or that you're really a company. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. All right. I think we're good. Are we good? I think that's, good. I think we did our, I think we did our mandatory hour of, of yapping. Yep. We've, we, we paid our dues for the week. Yep. That's it. Next week. I'll, I'll have more to talk about. I'm going to, I'm going to get jumping on PHP Roundtable. Try to get something organized there. Uh, we'll we'll get. I'll get some coding done this week, and I'll have more to talk about next week. I feel like I didn't have anything to talk about. Which, oh, reminds me, uh, Tom. 
well, we'll talk about it after the show. If you if you want to hang out after the show, I got I got something to ask Tom. But for now, if you're listening to the audio podcast, you don't get to hear what that is because we're ending the show. This has been episode 250 of PHP Ugly. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, keep, it, keep ugly. it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly because it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this? I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living? Web applications, okay, I can dig it. My words spray tight, uh. They getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah. When it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude. I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube. So let's get it. You know my lyrics are major. All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing. Keep it ugly. We ending every show with the saying it's lovely. Let's go. Yeah, come on.